Hello and welcome to the Where's Amanda podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. I'm a music festival junkie who quit my job to travel the world one festival at a time. Not doing too much traveling these days, uh, holding it down in Denver, you know, staying quarantined, staying healthy, taking all my vitamins, really trying to stay positive. I am super bummed that I'm not getting ready to go to a festival in a couple weeks now. I'd be getting ready to go to Coachella, but you know what? They're not canceled. They're just postponed, so I'm going to keep a positive attitude. Today on the podcast, I am talking with another music festival junkie. Her name is Haley. She's also my hairstylist. As you can tell, I like desperately wish I could go see her, but we are practicing social distancing. So I got to see her via the internet instead. We talked about festival braiding. She is a super talented artist when it comes to festival braids. We also got on the topic of cultural appropriation and making the festival community better and just really utilizing this time to like take a a pause and really see what things we can fix in our community. So I think this is a really interesting uh, conversation and I hope you guys enjoy my talk with Haley. Oh, how are you? Good. Everybody say hello to Haley. Hi, hi. Hi. Oh, it's so good to see you. I miss you already. I miss you so much. What Even though it's only been a week, right? Like, I know. Eli, what's up? Hi. Eli is Oki fam. Yes. Oh, Okeechobee, the only, only festival. I can't believe it. All right. Well, let's get things started. For those that don't know you, Haley, say where you live, where you're hiding out right now, and a little bit about what you do. <laughs> okay. So I am Haley, otherwise known as Haley K. Hair. I live in Denver, Colorado. Um, typically, but I am hiding out in upstate New York right now to get away from all the germs. Um, my family lives here. This is where I'm from, born and raised. Um, so I'm just here. You're with like my on brother. a farm, aren't you? I'm on a full farm. I there are horses and chickens. There were chicken. There were chicks in my bathroom up until like <laughs> yesterday. So it's been interesting being back on the farm. It's like, I'm used to it. I grew up this way, but yeah. being in the city for a long time, it's been different, so. Did you grow up like doing like farm chores? Like were you up like before dawn, like feeding the chickens and stuff? Oh yeah, yep. And I was a total horse girl. So I was like God. a weirdo through and through. I was a horse girl first, <laughs> then I was homeschooled, then I did theater. So it was like the trifecta of weirdness was me uh so that's why i like festivals because i get to let my free flag fly <laughs> like you're all just like me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god everyone else is weird too crazy because growing up i thought i was the only one. <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah it's been, do, it's been good do you ever get overwhelmed at festivals though being like homeschool like i my high school my graduating class was 750 kids so like huge crowds like big groups of people like those don't bother me was that like a weird thing when you first started going so i went to school um k through seven and then well k through six and then seventh and eighth grade i was homeschooled and then Ninth through 12th, I went back to high school. So okay. um, my elementary school was only 70 kids in my class. And then my high school, there were 700 kids in my class. So okay. I kind of went from like one extreme to like the next extreme to the next. So it was kind of crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so, so no, the, the festival 
crowds don't bother me because of that, but that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I always, I always wondered that because I'm like, I'm so used to like big crowds of people, but you don't just attend festivals. Also kind of, well, when they're happening, work in a sense festivals. So why don't you tell a little bit about how you got into doing what you do and what exactly it is that you do. So, oh my gosh, I'm going to take my glasses off because I feel like the glare is like a lot right now and it's distracting me, but, um, <laughs> they're not even real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're not, I can see, um, but I don't know, I kind of fell into the festival scene. I like was not expecting to ever have this be a part of my career. Um, and I moved to Colorado, I graduated high school and moved to Colorado and then moved, you moved back away. home. As a side note, you just like up and moved from New York, like a casual, like 2000 miles, right? <laughs> yeah. So my family, I have some family that lives in Denver. So I used to come out and visit all the time and I fell in love when I was like really, really little. I used to beg my parents to move there and they always said no. So uh, yeah. So when I graduated high school, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it myself. So I just like packed my bags. I packed two suitcases and hopped on a plane and like that was it. So, oh goodness. And you chose not to go to college, right? No, no. I did cosmetology school in high school. So okay. I was very lucky that I graduated with my license. I actually took my cosmetology state board on the 15th and on the 16th, I was on a plane. So oh I knew God. that had I not passed that exam, I would be kind of screwed my, I would have screwed myself over, but luckily I didn't yeah. so to get my license. But uh, yeah, so I headed to Colorado. I was in Colorado for I would say nine months and then my cosmetology license actually didn't transfer. So I moved back to New York planning to work for five years, gain reciprocity and go back. Um, but I actually, it ended up transferring sooner, which was good. So I spent a year in New York, came back to Denver and two weeks after I got there, um, my friend reached out to me and asked if I would be willing to go to a festival and style hair. And mm -hmm. there was this really, really small festival called Form in okay. um, Arizona. Are you familiar? Like two thousand, it's like two thousand people, right? I think like Skrillex yeah. goes every year, yeah. right? Like even when he was on hiatus, that was like the one festival he kept playing. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. So I actually saw Skrillex for the first time there, and it was insane. And it was like the I was small crowd too. There I were thought. like a hundred of us because he played like a late night set, and it's like yeah. kind of where people aren't like raging all night so mm -hmm. everyone was like in their camp like asleep I was watching Skrillex and he like <laughs> I couldn't touch him <laughs> and he played like in the center and everyone was like around him so oh, that's it was, cool it was so cool um but that was before I even like understood anything about the EDM scene so I feel like I definitely didn't appreciate it for what it was but mm -hmm. hindsight it's really cool um but yeah so I I went there and I was styling hair with overtone color okay like color conditioner and they um they just were giving out samples and putting on like little bits of it on like people's hair and then having the yeah. styler to like get them excited about it Mm -hmm. And I was nervous because I was like, oh my God, like I've never been to a festival. Like I don't own any, like anything shiny. Like, <laughs> I have no glitter. What do I do? <laughs> right. So I was like freaking out, but it was really cool. Everyone was super down to earth and like the connections that I made and the, the experience that I had, I was like, I'm going to do this forever. So I just kind of had to figure out from there how I was going to make that my, my career. And when you say styling, like, were you doing full on braids or were you just kind of like making it up as you go, like figuring out, like, oh, this looks cute. Yeah, it was totally random. Um, they, they are like, 
super strict on the type of braids that we are able to do because they definitely want to like err on the side of caution um, as far as like appropriation goes. So um, there were there were a lot of like restrictions put on us, which I think was a good thing to kind of start my career out with that kind of mindfulness um, to that that part of of everything that I do. Um, but yeah, it was just a lot of like space buns and glitter parts and things like that. Um, and it was, uh, it was just, it was nice because it's, it's more, I would say it, it airs on the side of like a hippie festival. Yeah. So people were just like excited to like have their hair brushed and like a little braid. <laughs> yeah. It definitely wasn't anything like I do now. Now I'm doing like feed-ins and like fully like, mm-hmm. you know, hair back that can last you upwards of a week. And yeah. And they're just like little things to get excited about. Or 11 days if you're in Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're very good about uh, um, maintaining your grades. You're, you're very... I will, we'll get into maintenance in a minute, but then how did you make that transition to... Oh, also first somebody asked, where's Amanda? I am in Denver. Haley also lives here usually, but she's in upstate New York. But um, how did you go from, okay, like the simple space buns to actually... I mean, it's a skill, essentially, like knowing how to braid hair and the different styles and things like that. How did you then take that next step? Totally. So, uh, yeah, that's a really good question. I actually get asked that a lot, um, and, and it's kind of an interesting story. Like, everything just fell into place at the same time, like right place, right time. But um, I was bleaching my hair. This is, like, kind of a weird story, but I was bleaching my hair, and I was going, like, completely platinum blonde. And over time, I just like bleached my hair to the point that it was breaking off. And so every like all the hair on my head from like ear to ear on the top of my head was like an inch long. It was literally like this. Um, So I wasn't able to like style my hair. I had these like weird like strands like here and there that were kind of like keeping my look together. But it was a mess. So I ended up starting starting to get my hair braided. to just protect it and let it grow out and get healthy again. Yeah. And like, I really want to learn how to do this. And that was all kind of like happening while I was moving and all of those things. Mm -hmm. So then getting invited to this festival and trying to figure out how I was going to make festivals my way of life. I was like, okay, well, you know, this all kind of like coincides. So I started learning how to braid my own hair using feed in hair and uh braiding hair and and feed in hair is just basically like faux hair like the purple pinks yeah yeah it's just loose synthetic hair so that can help to like tuck your own hair in and keep it protected against breakage against the elements against um like any of the things that festivals are going to throw at you so yeah and you also do color, in case anybody was wondering. It's more blonde now, but Haley, I, I like can't have normal hair. Like I look at myself in the mirror now, and I'm like, who is she? Like I. It's definitely bizarre looking back at like your natural hair, and you're like, right? And I'm just like, it fits so much. I mean, I definitely miss the red. I definitely can't wait for you to come back and us to put like a crazy color in it again. But like, I love having so much going on now. I'm just like, yeah, it's totally fun. Different. In the meantime, Overtone, like I said, they're the ones who I know, like, I have to started by like happen chance. So like it's just uh, it's. I mean, I would I would buy some Overtone if I were you and use that. Yeah, <laughs> I think I might. I think I might need to do that. And also too, yeah, I think the cool thing is is like it just adds a whole new style to festivals. Like when I first started festing, like 
hair wasn't really like a thing that people like did you know what i mean like maybe you do some space buns but, like even the glitter parts and like the braiding and everything like that style has just so evolved over the years. it totally has i know it's, it's really interesting just to see how rave culture in general has evolved i love seeing people's like this is my first rave outfit and now like this is my outfit now and um, I think that that's really interesting, but yeah, even just seeing the, the way that like hair and makeup has evolved within the scene is really cool. And it's not only a way to protect your hair against some of the things that are happening at festivals, like being in the desert or the woods or yeah. whatever, but also just like, like your creative expression too. Yeah. I mean, for me having long hair, like braids are essential. That's why I got them done for Envision. Like it just is so helpful to like not have to worry about it. Where do you kind of see like the next trends like what what do you kind of think or are you just going to take this time creatively to like figure out that next trend yeah you know i don't know i feel like i'm just like i'm at the the mercy of my clients too sometimes like a lot of times it's cool because um i'll i'll bring in models and we'll like mess around with different looks and things like that but when i'm at a festival it really comes down to like what are the girls wearing how can their hair match that and then how mm -hmm. also like how much maintenance are they willing to put into like keeping it up and things like that so we kind of have to figure out like what the best style is for them but as far as trends go i don't know i mean it's definitely hard to say and like especially with the state of the way things are now i i'm curious to see how how festivals in general will even kind of evolve within that well everything's gonna be happening in the fall so like i wonder if like colors and things like that are gonna affect it it's gonna be not as hot so like you could have your hair half down like it's gonna be just totally different weather wise in some of these places which is gonna be although i think you were the one that posted that meme of bonnaroo where they were like it's still freaking hot in june yeah. <laughs> in september in fucking in freaking tennessee like, no. <laughs> it might even be worse and we're like oh it's gonna be so cool like they're like no it's still gonna i think for people in states like colorado or new york where we get full four seasons we're like oh my yeah. god fall like what a perfect time to have a festival but in states like tennessee they're like no it's still like the seventh <laughs> level <laughs> right just maybe not the tenth level it's just the seventh this yeah <laughs> Stephanie says, I'm excited for all the sweaters and boots paired with braids. And this is so true. I know it. That'll be interesting too, because I feel like a lot of times it's these like um these like festival outfits that these two pieces and, and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see how places like maybe like Desert Hearts that is in California and it will be a lot cooler. Like what will the style yeah. be as far as fashion goes too and how will that pair with braids? Yeah, well, we'll have to see. I want to touch on some braid maintenance. So for those people that have never had their braids done, how should they come to the appointment? Should their hair be washed? Should it be a day old? Like, how should they come in when they're first going to see you or somebody else that's going to braid their hair for so I always say clean, dry hair. And of course, when you're at a festival, like it can't always be clean. Um, a lot of times people sit in my chair and they're like, I'm so sorry, I showered yesterday or I showered this morning and I'm like already sweaty. And that's okay, like that's totally fine because we're gonna gel it up and we're gonna put it in the braids. So no worries there. But as far as like not coming with like a bunch of dry shampoo or like a bunch of mousse or something in your hair, like that's key. Um, clean yeah, in the I mean, sense that you don't have like product in it. Right, exactly, exactly. And I always find that every single girl, this without fail, I, I told my friend Emily, she was at Okeechobee with me, I was like, you watch, every single girl that sits down in my chair apologizes for something, either their hair is 
too dirty or it's too short or it's too layered or like something they're always apologizing and I I think that that's just like a really interesting thing that I I take note of but yeah as far as like a little vulnerable like you're kind of sitting down and a stranger is gonna look at every like imperfection on your head and just women were more inclined to be like oh my god you know so it's it's so interesting that they that they apologize but it it makes sense. Well, I'm not apologizing for anything next time. Like, this, <laughs> this is my head, Haley. This is me. You're welcome. <laughs> no, I always reassure them. I'm like, listen, this is my career. Like, your head is not the dirtiest head I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> also, we're at a festival, so like, I get it. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Like, hundred percent. So yeah, it's uh, that is interesting. But yeah, I just clean dry hair is really dry, especially if you're putting it up wet. Um, if you're putting your natural hair up wet, that's one thing because you're probably going to take it out in a day or so and like, it'll be fine. But if you're putting mm-hmm. wet hair into braids that are staying in for a week, that's where things start to get kind of funky. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of basic, like what to etiquette. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then I, I mean, I wrap, everybody always makes fun of me when I'm, cause if I like wrap mine in like a full on, like I have like a silk scarf now, shout out to Vera Vasa. That's my favorite one to like wrap it up in. Um, and I've like, I've like watched YouTube videos. I'm like, how did you do it? Like I seriously, like, totally. it made it last, like it made it last 11 days. The only thing I noticed was like, maybe just a little breakage, but also like 11 days is excessive. So like. Right. Right. And they're, they have stress on them. So of course, like if your hair is like pulled tight and there's like stress on them it's gonna like be pulling on those little pieces so um that's definitely something to to keep in mind but as far as brain maintenance I always recommend wrapping them because when you are sleeping your head is like rubbing on your pillow or Mm -hmm. your the ground or your hammock or wherever you are um (laughs) sleeping arrangement is yes however blessed your your sleeping arrangement may be um if you're lucky enough to have a pillow but um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I always recommend wrapping them. It's going to keep them the nicest so that they're not like rubbing on that. Um, when you shower, I always recommend like wrapping them up on top of your head. I'll just like clip them up and get them out of the way. They can get wet, but um, obviously like just the less stress on them, the better. I always say with headbangers too, if you're a headbanger, make sure you're conscious of your headbanging. Get into that <laughs> full body headbang instead of that. Like, yeah, like you know. it's, it's better on your neck. It's better on your braids. Like it's everybody wins. Oh, really like a lot better. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So too because if they are headbangers I will add um like a wrap at the bottom using yarn or string or something at the bottom to keep that like extra secure and if they're like no like I'm just in the house like I just pop around like then they're good <laughs> <laughs> so let Haley let your braider know if, what kind of music you are into and What's what kind vibe? of yeah what kind of dancing will you be doing how hard are you gonna go how secure do we need to get these because we can make it happen <laughs> great Okay, so we got to kind of talk about, well, I have, I have two a little harder topics, but we'll start with coronavirus since it's yes. it's everywhere. It's very top of mind. Um, your whole calendar is basically canceled for the time being, right? Because you not only do festivals, but you also are an educator and you go around the country training people on, on coloring and braiding or just one or the other? Um, styling. So we have... Um, 
We have, I work for Amika, which is a professional line of hair care and tools. And we have a curriculum that we teach um, that may be anything from vintage looks to bridal looks to braiding to texture, um, just anything really that has to do with styling because we are a styling authority. So I travel within the state um, and I go to salons that may have just brought in Amika and I teach them about how to use it. Um, or I'll go into salons that know how to use it, but they just want to learn how to use the products in their bridal work or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So I travel across the country doing that. And then I also go to hair shows um, and teach on stage and um, in that environment as well. So yeah, all of my work at the time being is on a pause, but... Because that's what's so wild about this pandemic. I mean, what's top of mind is you see these festivals getting canceled and postponed and you're like, oh my God, like life as I know it, you know, for fun is changing. But then like, all of life, like every like it's going into so many things because you can't travel to these shows and you can't you can't do anything it's just like right. crazy to me so what's your kind of plan like what how, how you feeling so honestly like I am feeling I'm feeling overwhelmed I feel a lot of emotions of course but festivals of course were one of the first things to start getting canceled because they're such high volume so mm -hmm. before we were seeing like stores close and things like that we were seeing festivals being canceled and people were worried about the state of the the workers within that industry um i was seeing just one by one like okay that that festival's canceled cool no that festival's canceled cool and then it was like started to become like it, it didn't like scare me anymore it was just like okay, i'm expecting this right um so I I think at first it was definitely really overwhelming, but as the state of things got like worse, of course, mm -hmm. um, and, and everything started closing, it wasn't that like I was relieved that all of these other people were losing their jobs, but I also was like, okay, well, I'm not feeling one. Like, we're all in this together. Yeah. So that's why you posted something on your story and it was like, don't make it about you or something to that effect. And I was like, whoa, yeah. like it's yeah. so true it's like every time I get down I'm like well somebody else is literally going through this exact same thing like totally totally yeah I think that what you're referring to it said like please resist the urge to make this about you and I think yeah. that that's so true right now because at the end of the day like we're all in this together of course there are some people that still have their jobs and that's amazing and of course we have to be happy for them um and that's kind of what's keeping things going and um, shout out to all of the essential workers, the people on the front lines, working in grocery stores, working in healthcare, like anyone who's really like putting their, their own life at risk yeah. for this. Like, that's what I have to remember at the end of every day is that like, I'm lucky enough that I get to be home. I get to be bored. I get to yeah. work on things that I don't like, wasn't going to work on before. Like I, I get to, to lay here and feel sorry for myself. Like there are people that are literally like, treating people without masks and like yeah. doing things I couldn't even imagine the bravery that that takes so mm -hmm. I have to take a step back and say like it's not about poor me it's not about like how this affects me it's it's about like just showing that gratefulness to the people who are are risking their lives totally it gives you like it's such an exercise in like gratitude and I think that's one thing that like festival and like festival culture has taught me is before I really got into festivals like I didn't do meditation or yoga or like any of that kind of like I joke I joke and call it like woo woo stuff you know uh -huh. like I never really I never really did any of that but you know 
I can see my path of like going to festivals and becoming more mindful and really like opening up my thoughts to the world like that those definitely go together and I definitely owe festivals to that and like I have like a gratitude journal now and like being able to reflect and really see the things that I'm grateful for but like consciously doing that I feel like people don't take the time to sit and be like wow, here are the three things that I'm grateful for today. You know, like this is what, and so it's like, so it's like so good. That it's such a good point. That you're like, I get to do these things, you know, and yeah. it's such a shift. It's all about perspective, perspective and it's all about mindset and it has such a powerful effect on things. Absolutely. And, and just saying like switching your verbiage. So, um, I took a, a class earlier, um, with this guy, Daniel Mason Jones, and he asked us, um, or he told us the words that we speak build the house that we live in. And I think that that's like so important right now. And you we're sitting here saying like, how am I going to pay the bills? I'm not going to be able to pay my rent. I'm not going to be able to feed like myself. Like mm -hmm. when you're speaking those into existence, like that's what you're getting back. If we say like, instead of saying those things, you can say, I am grateful for the time that I am given now to spend with my family. I don't want to be in New York. I want to be jet setting across the US. I want to be going to festivals. I want to be hanging out with my friends. I want to be eating a vegan corn dog from Sputnik. Like, <laughs> I get to be with my family and I get to create these relationships that I wouldn't normally get to create. So I have to kind of just switch the mindset from, uh, from I have to do this. I have to go to New York. I have to stay at home to, I get to stay home. I get yeah. to be with my family. I get to focus on all of the projects that I want to focus on in the world. I can be yeah. as creative as I want to right now. It's so awesome. Yeah. So, okay. Transitioning to that, what have you got cooking up? Like, what are you looking forward to either learning more, creating more, like all of the above? everything I feel like I wake up every morning and I'm like ah I want to do this and this and this and this <laughs> and it's like then I get to the end of the day and I'm like oh my god like it's the end of the day how did I like do right. all these things um <laughs> like do I have to sleep <laughs> I'm so fast to be honest yeah um but yeah it's uh I've been I'm, I'm working on creating my online braiding course of course Ooh, um yeah in, in the works for a long time but I think now is of course the best time ever to do it um, I, I'm a little bummed because when I packed my bags to come here, I was like packing to like be here for a couple weeks or like maybe a couple months. Um, so I didn't bring like all of my tools or products or anything like that. So I'm like a little bummed because now I'm realizing it might be a little bit longer. Um, yeah. Can I break into your place and send you a package? <laughs> I can't see. We'll, fit. we'll see what we can do. Yes, yes. I don't think the post office um, is closed yet. I think the post office is considered essential. I don't know. That's a good question. We'll have to see, but we'll chat. But yeah, um, so my braiding course has been huge. I think also just creating like free content too. Like I, I want to create something that is for available for purchase if you want to like really get into like the, the nitty gritty of braiding, but also just creating free content, like how to style your hair at home, like how like these things that we don't always have to do or, or yeah. you know, just fun little things, how to braid your own hair. Um, just content to keep people educated, excited, yeah, not sad anymore. Like, <laughs> right. One so, question I have: So, when you're like looking to create content, obviously, 
around like coloring, things like that, there's not like that much controversy. But when you're looking to make content around braiding, how are you, like this for me, like I, when you said don't braid your hair wet, I was like, oh, just kidding. Like I, I do it out of convenience. Like this was like, oh, I forgot that this is happening. I literally have like 10 minutes. Like how am I gonna look like camera ready? You know what I mean? And this is like a yeah. solution, but like the more that you get into like other kinds of braids, like box braids, like that, you know, you kind of toe this line of cultural appropriation. So how do you be mindful of that while also like showing these different styles and like teaching people ways to do it? Totally. I think that's such a good question. And I'm, I'm really glad that you asked because it's something that I, I get a lot. Um, I, uh, like I said, I was, I went to school at a school that had 70 kids, like everyone was white. I didn't even know a black person. Um, then I was homeschooled. So obviously I had less interaction than ever. And then I went to, I moved, um, districts. So I went to Schenectady high school and I, as a white person was the minority. So like the majority, I would say 90% of the students that I went to school with were, um, of color. And I, so it's, it's always been something that like, that was, a a transition that was difficult for me to make coming from the country and coming from a place of like extreme ignorance and then being thrown into this like pot of like all these different kinds of people that I had never even like, I didn't even know existed. So um, I think that in transitioning into my career, it's always been something that I've been really conscious of. Mm -hmm. And when I started getting my hair braided, um, for those of you who are like just tuning in, Um, I started getting my hair braided because I had a ton of breakage and there was really no other way for me to style it. Um, and I asked them, I, I, my, my stylist is black and I asked like, is this what line of like appropriation am I like teetering on? Mm -hmm. And she was like, listen, Haley, like people are always going to see it in a different light. Like some people might see it as okay. And some people might see it as wrong. She was like, in my opinion, if you're not like darkening your skin and saying the N word, then like braid your hair. Um, and I, I still think that my work definitely crosses lines sometimes and, and, or or could be viewed as crossing lines. Um, so it's, it's something that I am extremely cautious of and I, you won't see me doing cornrows. You won't see me doing box braids. You won't see me doing, um, these types of braids that are used in African-American culture as protective styles because they have to like we as white people are very lucky like we don't have to protect our hair day to day but Mm -hmm. the the type of hair that they have is very different so um as far as festivals go I do view it as a way of protecting your hair against the elements Mm -hmm. um you know you're in Costa Rica you're in yeah most of the time I only get it braided for like for like camping festivals where like I don't want to like deal with it and mine's like really long mine's like almost I mean at one point it was like almost down to my butt so like it's a lot to like deal with sometimes not not the texture you know it's not a difficult texture like I am very fortunate and grateful and like I also know too that I can like wear my hair down and like not feel uncomfortable in the world and I think it's, it's once you know that perspective and understand that like some people like can't wear their natural hair to work and like that's kind of messed up like realizing that there are that there is that out there and not being ignorant of it I think is the first step that you can take conversations and being like willing to say like 
I'm sorry if this offended you. Like, I, how can we, how can I like make this better? Like, I think you, totally. you like that's how you responded to a message and you were like, yeah. how can I do better? And I think that's the attitude, that's the attitude that you have to have, you know, and like realizing that too, it's like right. celebrating, it's celebrating a style, but also understanding that there's like a history to it as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like, I think at the beginning of my career, when I really started like growing my page and growing my online presence, I started getting hate for it. And, and it's, it's absolutely fair. I think when it first started coming in, I didn't really know how to handle it. And so I went to some graders that are more well-known and have a much bigger following than me. And I, two, two different people. And I asked like, how do you guys handle this? Like, I don't want to be ignorant to it. And they both came back to me and said, well, if a black person straightens their hair, is that appropriation of white culture? And I was like, no, it's, it's not because I'm not oppressed for having my hair straight. Like I'm yeah. not losing my job hair straight. So it's just no comparison. So, and that's like the definitely wrong attitude. Like that just like makes division between all of us. Like that right. And that's like the root of the problem. So it's definitely been something that I've had to navigate kind of on my own because I haven't really met any other braiders that have been able to like kind of guide me in that and how to handle yeah. it. So really like my best way of handling it is just saying, okay, like if someone comes to me and says, I don't like what you're doing, I just have to come back at them with compassion and say, I'm really sorry this hurt you. My art is never meant to hurt anybody. And how can I do better? Like, what is it that I can, I can change for you? And so I, I did actually get a lot of controversy. I did a set of like, uh, sort of box braids. Um, they weren't, it wasn't like a full head of box braids, but it was some box braids. And just as like a fun, like, this is like an artistic thing I'm doing for a shoot. And I, I got a lot of backlash for that. And that was the, like the last time I'll ever do that. I mean, if a black girl comes to me and says, can you do my box braids a hundred percent, but when white girls ask or anybody, I just, it's one of those things that I have to be super conscious of. And, and I want to be an advocate for those people who don't have the platform to speak out about it, about Completely. Cause it is, yeah, it's hard. Cause it is an art form. Like you're adding color to people's hair. Like you're doing, you're getting to do a style that they can't normally do that definitely has an art to it. But it's the same thing as like wearing like an Indian headdress, you know, like it may be beautiful and really add to your outfit, but it's like something that they use in like sacred ceremonies. So it's like hard totally. to kind of like toe the line and stuff. And you just, I think you just have to come from a place of consciousness and being open and understanding yeah. like willing to talk about it I think the biggest and compassion is too I think compassion is huge because I can never understand I can never understand what it is like to be to be in a trouble somebody for just being of hair and yeah. just, just for existing so I you know I have to to come at it from a space of okay well then how can I use my voice and how can I just be an yeah. ally of this and, and not add to the problem if I can help it. Completely. I love, I love that attitude. So many good attitudes and like positive affirmations from this conversation. Thank you. So I know it's like a tough topic, but I just feel like it's so important. I've had other people on this podcast, you know, kind of talking about that kind of stuff. You guys go back through my podcast. I have a really good episode with Alex talking about like fashion and stuff in the festival world yes. and representation. And it's just, it's something that we don't typically talk about. And I think it, totally. it, it is so important. And we do have a chance with like festivals getting pushed off you know we have a chance to be advocates and really almost change festival culture for the better because we have this time to really talk to each other and be like okay 
what are some issues in the festival space? You know, I have another person on here that I want to have come on and talk about consent and things like that. And maybe we can kind of have this time to get in front of some of these things before festival season actually happens. Totally. No. And I really love that idea. I love, I love the idea of just like getting it out there and just talking about it and having these conversations. Cause I think that they're not, they're not had enough. And I also don't think that in the past I've had the opportunity to really like let people know kind of where I stand and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, individually like on a case by case basis when someone comes yeah. to me and says, I don't like what you're doing. Like we're able to have that conversation, but it's really something that I haven't addressed on my page or on my stories or really anywhere because I, I feel like I struggle with like the articulation of like how I feel yeah. about it. Um, and I don't want to, you know, like I said, I don't want to hurt anybody or, mm. or, or make this about myself, you know, again, yeah. like there's a surge to make it about yourself. I don't want to make it about me or like poor me. People are coming at me. Like that's, yeah. Not but it's also a chance to like educate people and give them a perspective, like compat, like I've never even thought about the word compassion like that. And it's just like, it changed my perspective. And that definitely like is going to sit and like resonate with me. And I feel like, I feel like you almost just gave me like a workshop on like mindfulness. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, I'm grateful. Thank you for, uh, for chatting with me about that. that yeah. Uh, important to talk about for sure. So well, I think that's all of my questions. Now is the fun part where you get to like, well, I usually say plug where, what festivals they can find you at. <laughs> that's not happening. Well, <laughs> so um, is, is Instagram your main game? Yeah, Instagram's it right now. Um, you got that I Twitch yet? You got that Discord? I'm like learning all these new tech things. I know, I know. <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's been really interesting to see how how um it's it's all shifted but i wanted to ask you what are the projects that you're working on what is your what's your game right now i'm honestly i'm really fortunate right now that like my hustle is kind of remaining the same like i was up till 1 a.m working last night um at the end of the month is usually really busy for me because all of my social media clients i do their stuff for the next month um, so last week was really crazy and hectic because I had to like redo all of March basically because all of the content I already created like didn't count. Um, I unfortunately lost a client, which kind of sucked. But then this morning I got a new freelance writing client because people want content, you know, people that can afford it want content right now. And I, you know, not having Coachella is kind of a big hit for me financially. Um, so I'm kind of trying to take the time to just make sure that like my finances are going to be okay, that I'm going to pay rent. And then I'm hoping to get done, you know, started on some of these creative projects. Um, I actually am working with a nonprofit right now. It's called Free Feed. We're renaming it. It's going to be called Feed Brave Nurses. And we're working with UCLA Medical Center and Postmates to get donations and then get food donated to the nurses and like dropped off in like a safe way. Because after a 12 hour shift, the like last thing you want to do like go make food or go grocery shopping or like, you know and like I've seen pictures from Italy and I listen to a podcast from Italy like Italy is slammed and we're just starting like my one friend who's a nurse in NYC was probably like we're in day five and at week five or six is when it's going to get bad and we may like run out of beds so it's, it's only going to get crazier. So my big project right now is really helping with the social media, like kind of using my social media skills um, to really get the word out there to kind of help facilitate these donations so that we can keep them fed and, you know, a little happier. Cause like you said, people are like out there risking 
risking getting infected and like the essential workers stuff are out there. So I'm doing that. I'm trying to get some live streams going, but I just, I don't know live streaming. Like I, I don't know, like I know this, you know what I mean? But like to get the audio visual equipment and like after watching the Beyond Wonderland stream, it makes a difference. Like having yeah, one of my friends was doing it and like you could just tell that he was like playing it through his speaker but like having their decks like connected and like all of those parts all those little things make such a difference when you're watching a live stream it's crazy right well we were just talking about this i was talking with decker about it because uh he's looking for an artist right now um for a live stream for his company but um yeah he yeah. was just saying like he wants to be able to find someone that can hook their their stuff up like like beyond wonderland did versus yeah. like these live streams where DJs are just like DJing through their phone, like it makes such a difference. Yeah, and like aesthetics really too. Like sometimes I see people set up. I'm like, can you get a salt lamp? Can you get a hue bulb? Like, can you get something? Like, I know. let me get some vibes. Let me get some vibes. Oh, Decker's in the chat. What's up, Decker? Yeah, I'm like, I mean, even I have like a nice little plant. I mean, my roommate set this up for me, but like, come on, get a little, get a little stuff yeah. on there for mixing. Like, we're just we're like entertaining, but like, if you're just sitting there mixing and like who was it benzy like you couldn't even see him it was like behind him and it was just like oh was like, weird it's weird yeah live stream vibe check <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. the thing live streams i was like i'm like still kind of working and like i'm getting a little overwhelmed sometimes because i'm like oh i want to like zoom with my friends and like do all these things because like other people are bored but i'm still like going like <laughs> Yeah. I've never in my life done a live stream, like, I, but I've done like four since this started. And I think that that's just, I'm, my first live stream I went on and I was like, I don't know how to breathe. I don't know how to talk. Like, and I educate for every time, like every time I'm like, yeah. did I cancel this? Like what? Like I literally, like, I don't know. I just have anxiety like that. So I'm like, Oh, like, especially when I was trying to get like a new setup for this, I was like, I just cancel and like redo this later. And then I get on here and I'm like, Oh my God, it's so good to see Haley. And like, yeah, it's my friend. Let's like, chat. Yeah. Like I have good discussions. Like we got some vibe check checks going in the chat. Like I'm with eight said, did someone say vibes? Yup. I love it. All right, I'm gonna one of, my, uh, one of my like favorite educators ever. He was who I was on with earlier, Daniel Mason Jones. He, uh, I, I like just reached out to him and was like, "Hey, thanks so much for doing your your like education course with us. Like, we really appreciate it." And he was like, "Oh my god, like you're the best. Let's do a live stream." And I was like, "I think I might choke and die if I did a live stream with you, but like we could try it." <laughs> yeah, it. it also makes me think of like the fancy unicorn bathing suits that are just like vibes it just makes me those are so wavy ones yeah, yeah. so good oh so good <laughs> Aid, we um, love you yes we love you too i'm gonna keep this energy and i'm gonna send it out on these high vibes thank you so much if you guys don't already follow her it's at Haley k hair on instagram she's gonna be coming out with some education some fun art check it out thank you so much and everybody stay safe wash your hands and stay and, safe uh, you're the best thanks for always love you energy i love you and i will talk to you soon bye you guys thanks for tuning in now